Welcome to the Campus Rec Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, featuring your host, Rico Francis, the president of Campus Rec Magazine and Peak Media, and special guest, Brian Green, the founder and CEO of Active Solutions. This episode is brought to you by Active Solutions, a company that designs immersive functional training experiences for health clubs, university gyms, boutique studios, hotel gyms, corporate fitness centers, multifamily amenities, and beyond. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Rico. Great to uh, great to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Brian, let's just jump right to the question. There's a lot of ground to cover, and uh, our listeners are very interested in you guys. So tell us about your personal background, maybe a little about, you know, where you grew up um, and, you know, sort of the story of how you got to where you are right now. Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll we'll try to keep everybody um, engaged in this. But yeah, for sure. I, you know, I'm passionate about all things health and wellness and and from an from an early time, you know, really how design and experience could really you know create engagement for for others or many that just don't have an easy path to fitness or it doesn't come as naturally whether they were part of sports or however you know one finds engagement today with health and wellness personally but really for me um you know i, I was fortunate like some of us to to be athletes and you know not necessarily good enough uh make the NBA or even even my college basketball team, but I, I was pretty sharp at intramurals. Uh, but back in the day, I, I attended uh, Cal State University, Northridge. And, you know, while I was um, at university, really about halfway through, I, I was um, fortunate to connect with, um, well, with, you know, the fitness uh, industry in a, in a, in a um, you know, work capacity sense, meaning um, I began working for a very large specialty fitness retailer at the time known as Busybody, and they were largely focused on home gyms and, you know, the design of home gyms across the country. And while I was working, um, you know, through college, as many of us have to do, I was fortunate to um, find a role and a position in that group and that company. And it was largely retail at the time, but really got a great understanding and awareness for how people interact with you know, fitness equipment, what they might want from a wide variety of preferences. And it really became the stimulation for starting my own company, um, which was initially Fitness Design Group. Um, and I'll date myself, let's just say late 90s at that stage, but really the entry into a commercially focused application for, you know, how, how um, gyms are being built and specifically for so many uh, facilities that were just emerging at that time, including university student recreation, we didn't have a student rec center at Cal State University Northridge at that time. And um, you know, many of the larger universities were only beginning to really plan for what we see today is this just amazing um, execution of student recreation on, on campuses across the country. But it was really the impetus to begin to work with clients that needed extra help, resource support in the design and the execution of, um, of spaces exercise. Okay. And that was, was that active yet or was that still fitness design group at that time? No, act, active is uh, the new kid on the block, newer, not so, not so new still today. Um, that was 2016, really end of 15, um, you know, and, and really 
the the impetus for that was you know I had been had spent so much time designing spaces over the years and in so many intricate and tailored environments that the gap that we really saw and today it's more prevalent than ever but the so many of the larger health clubs and studios were being serviced primarily through um, the placement of of fitness equipment cardio strength traditional categories as i refer to them and there was just a large gap for how how facilities were able to address open space it seems ironic but it really was what were the tools what was the resource that our industry needed most to better define space for movement and and that comes down to some of the less sexy things like storage suspension um flooring but all of these facilitations that really create today uh, really the fastest growing category in fitness which is this umbrella if you will of functional training or as i refer to it as movement-based modalities very good that's a that's a that's a great segue into functional training or functional fitness um that's a phrase that's used a lot. It's misused a lot, in my opinion. If if you could just describe uh, your definition of what functional training or functional fitness is, um, and then what active does specifically. Yeah, sure. Well, I agree with you on that. We, those of us that do know the true definition for functional training, functional fitness, it's it's really um, not consistent with how our industry is using it. Our industry is using it as a more a broader category to dis, you know to describe areas where people can actually work in open space, right? And for modalities um, spanning anything from you know it could be Pilates to hit training to boxing to yoga. Um, that's pretty broad. Functional, functional fitness, primarily defined as you know, um, improving the way that that we move in real life. So I think there's a consistency there, but it's just become the adopted label for all things movement based. So um, you know, we uh, we don't use the term. People will get confused these days. So it is part of our vernacular, right? Um, and then yeah, so look, what active what active does. I'm particularly proud of is in you know in, in our work uh, you know specific to the university and student recreation environment is is we're really you know space planners you know placemakers we 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 think about you know space within spaces right so if you if if you know those that have been so fortunate to for as many of the university student recreation facilities across this country as I have I mean they, it's really an exciting and an energizing environment um, pretty consistently. And each one, you know, seems to be more spectacular than the next at times. And, and it's just spectacular because not just the vastness, you know, if you were to compare it to the average standalone health club or, or other type of environment for fitness, but, you know, the constituency, really the student population and the energy that comes with it. And, you know, I just... It's such a unique opportunity and, and such an important area to stay on the cutting edge of of what's next. I mean, you think of the student environment anyway as you know what's next in the world and you know the, the future. And so I think of it as an incredibly compelling area. And most of our work there is helping them, oftentimes because many of these facilities are pre-existing today, and 
They're constantly looking to modernize. Um, a lot of our work is really just focused on, again, zoning and spaces within spaces and, and creating areas where they can execute small group training or communal style training. You know, so much of the spaces that we're fortunate to, to design and supply today aren't necessarily just for, you know, group training sessions. They're just rather sort of community or open spaces where people are still engaging in personal experiences, but they're doing it with a collective energy. And so we love that. And we're seeing such great examples in, in all spaces, but certainly university student recreation and the work that we do there. So I guess to talk a little more detail about when a, a campus rec department or center engages with you guys, if you could maybe give uh, our listeners an overview from start to finish what that looks like, maybe the I don't know, four or five key steps, however many steps there are. And I know that that's a very uh, broad question. There are a lot of details in that, I realize. But if you could just give people maybe who are unfamiliar with active um, what that engagement looks like. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Because it's a little different than what some are used to. Again, there's no shortage of great fitness equipment out there in all categories. And a lot of times within, um, you know, within this university student recreation space, the, the, you know, the assumption is, oh, you know, we're familiar with their products, their gym racks, you know, we have, we're very proud of our specialized, um, you know, rigging, you know, for storage and suspension. And so we're known for that. We're certainly known for a variety of floor coverings, uh, turf level products, you know, sports specific um you know materials we have a vast array of accessory we have everything you need for the spaces but that's you know oftentimes how the assumption is that people would engage with us and and that's just actually what comes down the road so really um typically when we're talking with clients or we're visiting with them we really just want to understand what their goals are first you know we want to understand um, what space they have allocated um proportionate uh, you know for functional okay for movement-based modalities in balance with the rest of their offering and you know the truth is a lot of the student recreation spaces were very heavily built uh in the last in the prior decade really um and and now again so many are being modernized but we see consistently just an oversupply of, of fitness equipment in these spaces. And one of the things we talk about with clients very early is that, you know, again, in, in the functional realm, in the open space realm, less is more. And so one of the first things we do when we're being asked about, you know, some of the great equipment we have is say, well, we'll get to that. Let's talk about, you know, first, what the addressable audience is. And that can differ. You know, student populations have vast differences in their preferences and, and the styles and genres of working out. And also, of course, their own, you know, comfort level and exercise, you know, as it is. So for us, it really begins with identifying space um, and perhaps helping them identify space that they didn't realize they had. You know, that's really another fun thing we do. We, you know, most of these university these campus recreation environments are overloaded already. So how do they create more space within the same walls they have? We're, we're particularly good at that, but it starts with sort of peeling back the layers and beginning with the end in mind. So the approach is, is, is sort of that way first. 
And, and then over time, obviously, we're getting into 2D, often 3D visualizations, trying to determine the functional occupancy of these spaces, you know, how many simultaneous users um, we can accommodate at one time. That's obviously very important for, you know, these heavy traffic uh, facilities. And then, of course, we have a big component today that continues to emerge, which is, you know, also addressing outdoor spaces and, and where they could, you know, find additional capacity to service students, faculty, et cetera, you know, on campus, but, but maybe beyond those walls. Active, together with Exponential Fitness, are bringing energizing boutique studio spaces to universities nationwide. X Plus Functional Fitness Footprints will modernize your floor plan to include digital guidance, open your space, and boost engagement. Create increased variety, excitement, and fun factor for your students. Active is here to support all your functional training requirements from design to supply. I guess now if we could talk a little more about, I call it bottom line impact. It's a little different in the campus rec world. Um, as you know, um, as these are not necessarily for-profit uh, facilities, however, there are some key business drivers for directors and assistant directors as it relates to you know, student engagement um, in these spaces, et cetera. If you could talk um, a little to the business case, I guess, for Campus Rec and how you all impact that. Well, I think you, you said the magic word, it's engagement. I think a lot of Rico, the, the way that um, facilities are measuring their success or, you know, what's the feedback, you know, are, are we able to provide a space for exercise that um, allows the student population, and again, in a lot of cases, the faculty also has access to, uh, to an environment that um, is sufficient enough that they don't have to go and get an additional health club membership down the road, right? Um, you know, is this relevant enough? Have we created the requisite amount of convenience and and variability and scalability that, you know, as people go through their fitness journey, um, you know, can be accomplished on campus? So, you know, to me, that th those are the areas where we're helping them measure results in in so much as the fact that often, as you say, they are not charging a supplemental membership to access these spaces, although some are, you know, um, you know, sometimes there are small group training or even personal training services that can be incorporated into this. But ultimately, I think the true measure of success are, are really back to two things. One, it's it's the engagement. You know, are we getting the student population you know, their needs met, are they getting healthier and are they getting healthier as an extension of campus? And, um, and, and that, that's the major one. Um, and the second one is, you know, how are we doing with our functional occupancy? You know, have we been able to take the same amount of space that we had before, but actually service more students um, at the same time simultaneously um, at perhaps an even lower cost, right? Because again, if you're not spending as much on equipment, you know, less equipment, it, it's an interesting notion, but when you spend enough time in design and planning phases, you actually can see that having less equipment, um, if planned well, can accommodate more users, um, but it's just about how you, how you situate the spaces. Makes sense. Do you have any examples that you're able to share, Brian, of uh, maybe some schools you've worked with or um 
And maybe even if it's anecdotal, I'm not sure how much you're you know, able to share, and I, and I can respect that. But if you could share some examples of how you've um, helped uh, you know, Campus Rec specifically drive results, that'd be helpful for our listeners to, to hear. Yeah, happily. Um, well, you know, we've got we're fortunate to have a lot of examples across the country. I think I could probably share a couple, couple, couple important ones or relevant to your question. Um, as I said back when I was at Cal State University at Northridge, uh, we didn't even have a rec center, and fortunately, you know, about a decade ago, they were able to complete a just a substantial facility on campus, and you know, I was. Um, you know, fortunate to be very involved in that process. I actually sit on the, you know, today I sit on the, um, you know, board of directors for the foundation board at the university. And, you know, it's a, it's a passion for me, obviously, uh, well beyond um, the business side of it. So they've just done tremendous things over there. And, and you know, we've helped them not only in terms of uh, the initial fitting for those spaces, but the modernization of these spaces over time. And, you know, there are, it, it, they consistently average, I mean, this is a, you know, student population of over 45,000 um, flexes, you know, a couple thousand back and forth, especially with COVID, uh, during COVID, but um, ultimately uh, 45,000 students and somewhere between four and 5,000 unique uh, or, or uh, visits per day to the student recreation facility. So it's just something that gets tremendous use has to constantly be planned for, maintained, and adjusted to be on trend. So I'm very proud of that. But um, another, excuse me, facility comes to mind. In fact, just just in the last week, we supplied the University of Virginia with a very interesting component. Um, you know, they have, I believe, over five facilities on campus that offer you know student recreation <clears throat> and specific to fitness, um, we just put in what I think they're describing as sort of their combat center. And, you know, it's really uh, an area where they've created this open space with very neat bridging, very theme. That's another thing that's really important. You know, when you're creating these spaces, how do you, how do you create intention and um, clarity in terms of how they should be used or, you know, how do they differ <clears throat> in terms of where we want the students to engage in certain um, types of exercise versus other areas, right? Again, you, if you're trying to keep people in the right spots, you've got to really intentionalize these things. And it's a little bit, you know, a little bit more abstract when you're not dealing with a row of cardio, right? And one person just gets on the treadmill, one person gets on the elliptical. So a lot more planning and intention around these spaces. But if you theme them, if you create them for special purpose and with enough flexibility to do other things, depending upon what serves the student population, you can get great results in there. At the University of Virginia, I saw just some tremendous footage and feedback about the engagement they're getting with this new space. Um, I think they just really unveiled the last two weeks and, and they have plans to um, spread that further, you know, throughout the other uh, locations on campus. So, you know, spaces within spaces, once again, and creating intention around um, places for, for students to move. Brian, what are, what are some other challenges um, or trends, maybe some things we haven't talked about yet that um, you're able to help campus rec with? Well, I think it really comes down to um, planning and, and 
you know, there's a lot of sort of examples in the marketplace, in the commercial marketplace, from health clubs to studios that often the assumption is, well, if it's working there, that's sort of what we need to pull in here. And we really <clears throat> challenge our clients to think a little differently. Um, I think the, the the student recreation environment is so unique in the sense that you you have so much more of a defined and really a captive audience that you can you can specialize even further. You you don't have to be as general um, as a as a large big box health club. So I think when when we we try to empower our clients, especially in this space, to think differently and and really to think through what are the unique requirements and and what is the resource that they need to put forth to make something that really fits their population and can flex with the you know the needs because there's definitely whether it's certain genres of training um creating um different experiences for the way that students you know might want to you know uh, experience exercise with their friends right with their groups there's a lot of fun stuff you can do that you might not, you know, that the commercial health club environment doesn't think to approach that way or doesn't have the latitude to do. So we really want to talk about, you know, what that can look like, share best practices from other campuses and experiences, and then really detail it out so that we're creating what we'd like to refer to as, you know, an energy epicenter. So an area where it's the spot to get to it's the creative outlet, if you will, for, um, you know, for that student recreation center. And, um, you know, we're uniquely qualified to be able to do that because, again, we can live in the design phase. We can help them tailor that solution. And we can also help them with, um, you know, technology and digital integration and guidance um, because often, as you know, they don't necessarily have the ability to have some of the same live instruction or depth of life instruction as a commercial purpose facility does right um if there was one thing and you, and you may have already mentioned it but if there's one thing maybe that is either a misperception um about you know active or something that you would want our listeners to know that maybe you think is 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 not known what would that be yeah um thank you for that i i guess i just say you know living, you know, giving our clients the permission to live in the unknown for a moment, you know, not trying to solve things just through, you know, as I said, either equipment or through the lens of, you know, what others have done in other spaces like, you know, health clubs or, you know, for that matter, any other type of amenitized environment, the university student recreation opportunity is so unique and so fun that it requires its own set of pausing, planning, and specialization. And we're a specialist. That's what Active Solutions is. We, we, you know, we're there to help them really get these movement-based spaces dialed in, not sort of just a version of what, you know, might be found at a health club up the street, which may be a great example or not. Um, for what their student population needs are. And then the other side of it is, as I, I did mention earlier, you know, let's get beyond the facility. How can we extend, you know, exercise and wellness beyond the four walls of the student recreation center? And we've got just tremendous yeah, ideas and solutions around 
you know, what can be done adjacent to those spaces or, or just other areas, green spaces within the campus environment that with intention um, can be crafted and planned and they can be done beautifully. They don't need to be, they don't need to appear out of place or as an afterthought. You can really broaden the reach of exercise for students, especially, you know, in, a, in an area um, that they might prefer, which could be the outdoor environment. And we're just experts in activating those type of spaces, but also doing so, understanding that the type of infrastructure and the type of visualization has to be curated and cared for versus uh, throwing a bunch of rigs outside somewhere and calling it an outdoor gym. So yeah, we'd, we'd love to uh, explore all those things. And um, we just we just love our clients in this space. So that would be the takeaway. Okay. And then future plans, maybe short term, I don't know, maybe, you know, next 12 to 18 months and then um, longer term, maybe maybe three to five years. What are, what are the, the future plans for active? Yeah, well, you know, we've got a lot of attention around. We, we recently launched a partnership with um, uh, a company called Exponential Fitness, and that's 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 keeping us very busy right now. Um, just for everybody, you know, for for listeners, Exponential Fitness is the largest um, global um, franchise or of um, boutique health clubs or boutique studios. Really, um, ten different brands, really well known, over twenty eight hundred locations, and and by you know nearly double that under under development. But brands like Rumble and Cycle Bar and Yoga Six and Club Pilates, and what we've done with them is we've partnered to um, work with them and with their product called X Plus, which is really the digitization of their content for each of those brands. And we've been able to um, create drop-in areas where our clients, certainly in university student recreation, can walk up to one of our systems with a touchscreen and get that best of brand content um, at their fingertips on demand. And so it's really exciting because we've created these spaces where we will drop in this footprint and they're able to have all the exact tools that the instructor is actually, you know, in terms of equipment, taking them through and using and guiding them in terms of whatever that workout type is. So we curate the flooring, we theme the walls, we get everything uh, in an environment where it really feels like a drop-in boutique studio experience, but it's automated. It's it's driven by this just world-class guidance. So we're very busy with that. Um, it's a very exciting way to bring a lot of these spaces to life and theme them as we've discussed here. So that that's going to keep us busy for, for a while here, but you know, fortunately, Rico, the, the long-term horizon is that we're seeing a consistent shift in the balance, again, of the square footage and spaces that are allocated to movement-based modalities. And so as we see the thinning of electorized strength equipment further, and even cardio, you know, we're seeing for the first time really over the last few years, a, a thinning of the, the sort of holy grail of cardio. You know, everybody has always said cardio is king. Well, I think we're starting to see, we're clearly seeing some of that space opened up and, you know, created for more flexible use in, in the ways that we've described today. And, um, and that's exciting. So we, we've got our hands full and um, we've got our preferences for 
you know, facility types, and we love the student recreation environment. So we're, we hope to spend a lot of time there in the future. Very good. And if our listeners uh, want to contact you or uh, the company, what's the easiest way for them to do that? Yeah, most certainly. Um, well, you know, these days, ActiveSolutions.com, of course, it's A-K-T-I-V, um, Solutions.com. Um, and, you know, Jason Seeley is our uh, segment um, leader for um for the student recreation center uh, facilities and and so uh won't give out his personal contact information but he's quite the expert and well liked uh, within our space and a, and a great representative of, of our cause so yeah reach out to us info at uh, that website and um you know we'd love to come and spend some time in the consultation process first and and really evaluating needs and how we can uh, up everybody's game. I mean, that's the idea, you know, just getting more out of what these facilities are working with um, is our passion. Brian, thank you for joining me on the Campus Rec podcast today. I wish you an active, continued success in the future. Yeah, much appreciated, Rico. Thank you so much. Have a, uh, have a great day.